0: I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. The Ravens win their 20th straight preseason game. They cover 18 and two run, but did they lose even more Dobbins out? This gets to Harbaugh and his insistence on playing hard in the preseason. We'll debate it. Bill Belichick is still uncertain of his starting quarterback. A couple, about a week ago, Cam Newton had a 76% or 74% chance of being the starter. The odds have been off the board. Smart Money says Mac Jones is about 50 50 here. Colts place Carson Wentz on the COVID list. The line moves, but why? He's probably back in five days. We'll break it down. Here comes a four hour The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas. The Vegas Strip. Here's RJ Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas. Live on a Monday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. We got an NFL Monday. A lot of news, a lot of, well, a, an unfortunate injury for the Ravens and a big decision in New England. I'm joined by AJ Hoffman out of houston texas now he's national how you doing aj doing all right rj how are you man oh i i just feel proud of you you know you're, you're making it in the big time oh thank you <laughs> you don't seem very impressed
1: I mean, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm riding your coattails.
2: What can I say? No,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We're the pros. He's the Joan L.A., Jonas Knox.
2: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got the opening weekend of college football in the books, we've got the final preseason action in the NFL in the books as well. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday?
0: Well, we're not going to in any way celebrate or be pleased about an injury. But it was just last week that we explained that it was a situation that the Ravens were risking, quite frankly, the health of their team to go after this preseason record. So I think we start there.
2: Yeah, and it was the Baltimore Ravens who did lose uh, running back J.K. Dobbins for the season with a torn ACL, uh, but they did accomplish a goal: twenty straight preseason wins. R.J. That is now an NFL record after they take care of Washington, thirty-seven to three, over the weekend.
0: Yeah, and, and the first question we got to ask ourselves is, why haven't we been batting the Ravens every game? When something's obvious, I'm very skeptical. But, man, oh, man, they tried to make an adjustment. We tried to uh, assess what the adjustment should be, and it blows past it. I mean, it's like it didn't even matter. So I'm going to just put that in the book. Now, again, we'll see if hardball changes next year, but it felt like we let some easy winners go there. Uh, I mean, AJ, let's start there. As a professional better, as a guy that lives in Vegas, uh, when you look at the Ravens, does it obviously? It feels like a lost opportunity, but why didn't you? I'm assuming you didn't because we didn't talk about it. Play the Ravens.
1: No, I, I was with you on this. It just seemed like so obvious oh, and the lines were so saw. juiced. The li- I mean, it's it's kind of what I asked you about the Chiefs. Why aren't we betting the Chiefs when they say we're going to play our, our starters for the full, full first half? Why aren't we playing them? And then you see the line move and it adjusts. But is, did it move enough? Did it adjust enough? The Ravens were obviously a known commodity at this point. We knew what they were looking to do. And they still went out there and exceeded expectations.
0: You got to wonder if this game were replayed. And they had amnesia, so they had no idea any of the teams what the score was. But we did, the lines makers and the betters. What would the line be in the game? I mean, would it be 17? I mean, I don't know. I don't. You know, there's certain times in sports that the Vegas adjustment is insufficient. It's usually the weather. If the weather is so bad, like think of those times there's like a foot of snow on the ground. The line will go from, let's say it's 42. Well, these are olden days numbers. So let's say it's 46. It will go to maybe 33. So it's a massive adjustment. The Browns had two games at home this year that were that kind of weather. And it hardly ever is enough. The score is usually 10-7, 10-3. It's just psychologically people can't adjust it. I mean, imagine if the total were 18 and a half. What do you do? Well, you're going to look to the over. It's so confusing. I think the extreme weather's one, and I think preseason when one team not only is playing starters longer, it's the whole team's acting like it's a national championship game in the colleges. I mean, there was an enthusiasm up and down the roster to beat Lombardi's record that just wasn't properly accounted for. And I've got to figure out, you know, most of the time in the long run, you're going to do better not betting the obvious stuff. But, man, if you can identify the times that Obvious is okay, it's even better. I err towards passing, but I'll take some culpability there. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Now the question is, did Harbaugh do something wrong? And I think there's two sides of this debate. A.J. happens to have a side. Go, buddy.
1: Yeah, I've got no understanding as to why in basically your last game before your regular season starts – why J.K. Dobbins is even on the field. And I understand it was just the ninth play of the game, but why is he even out there for the first eight? It it makes no sense to me. And Harbaugh was asked after the game, what would he say to fans who were wondering why J.K. Dobbins was even out there? And he said, that's a fair conversation. But I think what it boils down to is Harbaugh likes to win these football games. And th- this is the first time it's really cost him I- in a serious way. And, and honestly, he's lucky that it didn't cost him worse. Because if we were talking about Lamar Jackson's ACL or, or Ronnie Stanley or, well, or, yeah, or Marlon Humphrey. Get,
0: anyone could get hurt, no doubt. But,
1: but, yeah, like, but, the, but at least this is a guy they've got some sort of depth with. But w- w- all those guys were on the field. It could yeah. have been any of them. Why are they out well, there at this
0: point? A man you might have heard of named Coach Bill Belichick said the following it seems obvious but maybe it needs restated you get better at football by playing football so there it is and to me who's the best coaches in the nfl not to fly by night one winning season shanahan types i don't cousin cow or not one winning season as a head coach i think he's a great coach but there's another tier and who, who's in at the head of that? Belichick. How much does he play his starters? A lot. Who's number two? Andy Reid. How much does he play his starters? Where's Harbaugh on the list? Top five, top seven on your list, AJ? Yeah, probably around there. He plays his starters. I think that if it had happened, and this is the question, did the Ravens sweep the preseason? Did they win their 20th straight game? Because they played their starters longer and then their second string longer in any of these games? Or did they just play harder and did the second, third, and fourth string play harder? It's something to look at because I i mean, I, it'd be hard to gauge it because what's the average, right? If you add in the Rams and add in the teams that aren't playing anyone, then yeah, it's going to be more. But my sense is, Harbaugh's playing his starters, his second string, et cetera, about the same amount he did five years ago. And I could make the case, and the same amount that Belichick did five years ago, et cetera. And I would make the following case preseason is more important today than it was five years ago because there's less offseason, there's less mandatory mini camps, there's less, I think it was 10 padded practices, the entire training camp. So I know some of these teams, many of them are doing the controlled scrimmages with the same team they play later, but man, oh man, you don't get many reps and you're, it's hard to complain about the second and third string playing hard. And I would maybe make the case that part of the Ravens flaming out so much in recent years in the playoffs might have to do with psychic fatigue. You can only have an intensity for so long. Maybe it hurts them there, but I'm not sure it hurts them Because this is the best regular season team right with the Patriots we've had the last, you know, since Lamar took over, a minimum. So where do you come down, Jonas?
2: I think on the injury front, because it's clear that they want to win these games. I mean, that's obvious to anybody who's watching it. And, And on a couple of things, you mentioned, why weren't we all over this? This was the quietest 20 game winning streak I've ever seen covered in sports. Like it really didn't get a lot of pub. There wasn't a lot of people discussing this at all that the Ravens were doing it. and I don't know if it's because people just dismissed it because it's the preseason, but money still counts. I mean, you could still win money on these games and it just didn't get a lot of love from people as far as national media goes.
0: But typically, and it's so important to make the distinction, and that's Jonas Knox for straight out of Vegas, between regular season and preseason when it comes to something like a winning streak. Because under that assumption, Jonas, and it's just one example, but this is something that is pretty telling in the NFL. And Mackenzie, look this up for six straight wins. We got the st- six straight losses. So if you have six straight losses in the NFL, after that, it doesn't matter if you got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, if you just played on the losing team, so you're, you're riding the losing streak, you would hit 53% against the spread, hundreds of games. Now, over, you know, th- uh, 25 years, 30 years. So now the question is, how does the winning streak teams do? Now, what I can tell you one for sure was the Patriots, when they started off 8-0 straight up, if you had bet it, uh, on them the rest of the year, every game blind, it was like, you know, One and nine against the spread. It might have been two and eight. It was horrendous. You know why? Vegas, when the public's betting a streak, is going to put a premium on that baby like no one's business. And it becomes a net negative pretty fast. So following streaks in general, cautionary comment, be careful. But when there's a streak that, as Joan has very wisely said, isn't being talked about, now you get the best of both worlds. You get the reality of the winning the reality of that team winning and what it means for the next game, and it probably means something, but not the repricing, not the increase in price. It's like a house in a great school district that got rezoned, but no one knows it. Well, you know it, so you buy it. But if everyone knows it, the price might go up and go up too much even. There might be an overreaction like there often is to NFL regular season winning streaks. So I'm going by memory here, but I'm betting you – When you've got a winning streak six games or more, how does it do?
3: Those teams are only 47% against the spread.
0: Now think about that. How many games? Over 150 games. All right, 150 games that the Barney at the Bar, doop 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 doop, says, give me the winning team. They won eight straight. 47%, which is 3% less than flipping a coin. And if you go with a team with a six-game losing streak or more, 53%, 3% more. So it's 3% worse, 3% more. And by the way, 53% wins you money blind against the bookie. So to me, great. That might be the most important lesson we've ever taught. If it's obvious, stay away, except maybe in the preseason. AJ, closing thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, I think that this may be a sign going forward to these other veteran coaches. I, I don't know if this is going to haunt Harbaugh oh, throughout oh, the rest but of the year. Let me ask you but... a question.
0: Is what would you have had to do not to have Dobbins in at that point of the game? Like literally say – because remember, you can say it's the last preseason game, but you also can say it's the third preseason game. And the third preseason game is typically the dress rehearsal. There's two weeks till the season starts. How much? Three weeks is bad. Like, you know, when, 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 how do you feel at the end of the season? Remember the Colts had many years that they had their position locked up and they usually sat their guys. Will you set, set, set the guys or let them play week 16, 17?
1: I think if you know where a guy sits on your depth chart and you, you have no reason to put him out there, you don't put I, him so out there.
0: I'm talking about the starting quarterback. I'm talking about everyone. You sit them for like three, four weeks before the playoffs.
1: No, I, I think the the last game before the preseason, though they've got no business being out there but at all. Then
0: that means there's going to be three weeks before the game. A preseason game is meaningless, and a game that's week 16 or 17 that your that your playoff slot is decided is equally meaningless. Right? Oh, that's true. So the question is, how much rest is too much rest? And it seems like Jones, you can tell me if you agree to close the topic. Is history tells us if you got to buy a nice buy, so it's two weeks, it's great. Three weeks, you come out rusty.
2: Well, listen, Baltimore was the team that spoke about it openly. Remember when they were the best team in the AFC? They had the first round bye. They uh, rested their starters week seventeen, and then came out and got waxed by Tennessee in that playoff game. Lamar Jackson, uh, John Harbaugh, both said afterwards, "Yeah, we're never doing that again. We're never." That, they we're had never... a bye
0: too, so that yes. made it three
2: yeah. weeks, right? Three three weeks between the last time they played games. So it was it was close to almost a month, I think, where the timeline was. The calendars were. You were closer to a month that they hadn't played actual football and it came out and they showed. And and I also think what makes this injury worse, and this may seem like a little detail that's nothing, but I do think it's something. It's the fact that J.K. Dobbins suffered the injury while taking a hit. If this was a non-contact, he slipped. There's nothing you can really do about that. That's bad luck. That's you know a a, a tough break. He's out there, you know, trying to make a play, getting one last rep in. He got sandwiched between two guys and took a hit low in in his leg. And a lot of veteran players will tell you the most dangerous preseason game to play in is the final one because you got a lot of young guys that are trying to make a roster and they are willing to do anything to try and make that roster. Mm. We saw Mark Sanchez get hurt in the final preseason game years ago with the. Jets. Rex Ryan got killed for it. Why was he in that game? This has always been the most dangerous one to a lot of players.
0: Now that is a savvy point because on one hand, you could say it is the third. It's the dress rehearsal game. On the other hand, the other team better be aligned with you or maybe that is a consideration. So, But quick forced answer here is in the playoffs are you the? Are you? Or let me know. Let's say in the preseason are you playing them in week three or not?
2: final are you going week, with
0: Belichick no. or the young bucks
2: uh, I, I would give them maybe a series i it, it would case case-by-case case situation but I would lean towards no
0: no that wasn't him. a forced answer <laughs> 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 all right let's take our first break when we come back well we talked about Bill Belichick let's talk about the big decision he's making with Mac Jones the odds are off the board but whispers are out there we'll talk about it
2: that's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I
0: disagree with I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the
2: words and the hammer's I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at a quarterback competition in the AFC.
0: Cousin Kyle Shanahan said something I think is very telling. We'll get cousin Mackenzie Rivers, first cousins, to break, you know, to do a little translation. Great day to join. Fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience doubled in the last year plus. That's cause of you spreading the word, supporting the show. Keep doing that, and we'll keep giving you the best show humanly possible with our limitations as humans, which we all have. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 100 degrees exactly. The neon is flowing.
2: So, RJ, there's still a couple of quarterback competitions up for grabs in the NFL. One of them is in New England. The Patriots preseason is done. But Bill Belichick not ready to name a starting quarterback between Cam Newton and Mac Jones.
0: Uh, Forced answer, Jonas. And then we'll go to AJ. Does the delay favor Cam or favor Mac Jones?
2: Probably Mac Jones.
0: And the rationale?
2: that belichick was very adamant that cam was the starter a couple of weeks ago and now he's not so sure
0: so the fact he's not saying the obvious choice or at least the choice that would have been the default means there's a reconsideration
2: yeah i think i think still think cam's going to be the guy but i do think mac jones has made this a legitimate competition
0: aj
1: I think it's got to favor Mac Jones. Belichick is a guy who he wants people out there that he trusts, which typically in the NFL means he wants veterans out there. And the fact that this is still going on, there's still not an answer, makes me think that Mac Jones is doing something either in practice or doing enough in these games to say, this this might be my guy. I may trust Mac Jones more than I trust Cam Newton right
0: now. Let's bring in the 49ers battle to pose a question So, Jonas, I'm guessing that you saw, because you see about it all, let's be honest, in the sports world, that 49ers had a type of platoon going.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they were doing that uh, the last preseason game. We saw a little bit of Jimmy G. We saw some uh, uh, Trey Lance, of course. But in the same drive. Yeah, they were mixing and matching. Uh, They pulled uh, Jimmy from the drive, put in Trey Lance, and and they were trying to work in that platoon-type system, it seemed like. Yeah.
0: Now, this is something that you could make the case – Hasn't been done for a long time. If I remember correctly, and I don't remember, I read this. I was too young. But uh, I think it was with the Cowboy. No, no, it, w- it would have been with the I think Denver Broncos with Craig Morton and one other guy was rotating in. But it's been so rare. And uh, can anyone else think of a time... When it wasn't about this drive, you know, maybe put uh, Cordell Stored in for a drive with Neil O'Donnell as quarterback, that happened, you know, slash for those that remember, but the idea of rotating within a drive, other than a specific short yardage situation, can anyone remember the last time? I, and, uh, someone on PFF was saying Joe Montana, when his rookie year was in part of a rotation. Anyone remember anything before or after that?
2: Cordell Stewart's the only one that I could think of that was even close, but I still think he was such a specialist. That yeah, it, wasn't it was quite the just short thing. yard. It's yeah. almost like when
0: they would run the wildcat kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aj, you, can you?
1: No, I can't. The only the option I can think about right now is Taysom Hill, and, and even he is. I mean, it's a, it's the same situation.
0: It's a specialist. Yeah. So, uh, the shows I've listened to on it,
1: uh, RJ, I, I just thought of one: Brad Johnson and and Doug Flutie. When those two were in Buffalo, uh, they they would go back and forth between those two guys. Sometimes, almost in the middle of game, like you wouldn't understand why.
2: Rob
0: Johnson.
1: Rob Johnson. That's yeah. what I'm. Mean, yeah. yeah.
0: It's well, you know, Flutie was five ten. That's why. I mean, you know, a guy like that. Can <laughs> but only it's not take... like
1: he was going in there just to run the ball. I mean, they, yeah. They but were... I'm just
0: saying he can only take so many blows, right? You want? I mean, in general, it's like a relief pit. No, but <laughs> okay, but rare, no doubt about it. Sure. The point that was being made that I thought was particularly strong was, yeah, the defense is going to have to prepare for both, and that's going to be a challenge. Especially considering, if you look at their schedule, they've got two rookie head coaches the first two games. So, I think it's the Lions' the second game, and the the Eagles and Lions, if I'm not mistaken. So, an easy start. Why not get Trey Lance some extra reps? You don't want to chance the high variance of the rookie too much, but get him some reps. And you're putting a real pressure on a inexperienced head coach in both of those situations, Detroit and Philadelphia. Philadelphia with Sirianni and it's a it makes a ton of sense, but then you flip it. How do the 49ers prepare both with the limited amount of snaps? That's a thing that the new CBA or the CBA in 2011 has really changed things where the number of practice snaps just has gone way down. It's really hard to develop any quarterback that's not a starter, at least with the team. You can have them off to the side with a quarterback coach or a specialist coach, but in general, there's a balance between, okay, the defense has to prepare for more, but we got to prepare for more. Do you guys like, if you were, let's say you had a Lions ticket in your pocket, you had an Eagles ticket against the 49ers in your pocket. Would you want them to run the platoon, and we'll start with Jonas, or would you fear that?
2: Yeah, because I think you're asking that offense to do two different things. It's already you know complicated to begin with, and now you're asking the offense uh, to point. adjust with you know different playing styles, and and those guys are completely different playing styles. And so I just I I don't know. I think there's a reason why we've seen it so rarely. Um, you know, even going back to college, what was it? Tom Brady and it was a Drew Henson. They tried to do some sort of a platoon thing. It didn't really have the, you know work the way they wanted it to. I think there's a reason for that.
0: Should have got the coach fired. In hindsight, (laughs) we are straight out of Vegas. AJ, what do you so Jones? You're coming down on if you had a ticket on the opponent, you would like if they tried that. Yes, yeah, I would. AJ,
1: yeah, I'm in the same boat, and I think the only reasonable way you could the 49ers should consider using Trey Lance right now if they're planning on using both guys. Is in that way like we talked about, in like a Taysom Hill role, like where you almost know he's going to run, and if he doesn't run, it's a surprise. I I think that if you go out there and say you're going to be our quarterback for the next quarter, I I think you're asking yourself for for a lot of bad stuff to happen.
0: What we saw in the preseason was them literally rotating on a play bay. Hey, it's third and nine, bringing Jimmy G. It's, you know, it's not going to be pure just short yardage because sometimes on first down, well, who gets it? Well, who just had a good play? Let him have it again. Like, you can see it almost like a guy playing red or black on the roulette wheel, you know, fast decisions, except it would be rational. And, you know, Cousin Kyle, we can joke about, it, but is an elite co uh, an elite offensive mind a minimum? And... So I got to think he'd know when to hold him and when to fold him pretty well. And here's the other question. Could Jimmy or could Trey Lance be on a tight script, but it's not really known that it's tight, meaning it won't just be running plays because they got three passing plays he's ready for. And next week there's two more. So it might take you a couple weeks to say, you know, Trey Lance is running a lot and not throwing, but by then he might be throwing more. So it feels like a way to on-ramp him into starting that would also be effective, leading up to the game. What do you think, Cousin
3: McKenzie? <laughs> I love the idea, and I think the 49ers are uniquely positioned to do it. I was listening to uniquely like the only off- like
0: like the only team in the kind con- or in the entire NFL that could do it.
3: Right, only team in the last 30 years that we've even seen try it for a reason. And Mike McDaniel, offensive coordinator, brought this up. I thought he was really well spoken. Doesn't talk much. Another Yaley, by the way. Selfless culture is the start, yes. Everyone wants to win number one priority. Egos are out the door. That's really talked about. I know it might be coach speak, but it's talked about in April. In April, also, they teach cadence. They teach pre-snap. All the stuff that happens later wait, in the wait, year stop, for stop, most stop, teams.
0: Stop, 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 stop. Uh-huh. You're quoting the offensive coordinator with a bunch of nothing from April?
3: Yeah, it's the idea that... It's very complicated, but if you teach it, if you drill it in April, cadence, pre-snap reads, then Then why didn't complete forty-eight
0: percent of his passes in the preseason? Did they go over that in April?
3: Knowing the playbook is very different from being an excellent quarterback. I'm just saying the complications that come with having more than one signal caller can be ameliorated if you teach the fundamentals from the very beginning in camp.
0: It wasn't a good segment, or uh, until you said "ameliorated." Then it was like, Whoo, that is radio." <laughs> Mackenzie Rivers, baby, you know AJ when you get that when you got a guy that's feeling desperate, he'll throw out the dime store words.
1: Well, you know me, I, I sit in here in this room with you and Fez and Mackenzie all the time. I raise my hand. I don't know what you guys are talking. I don't know what that word means. Y'all are gonna you, have to help me out on well, that.
0: It's usually the math you struggle with. You're pretty good with the words. <laughs> that's AJ. The math,
1: the math does get me.
0: We are straight out of Vegas. The reason I wanted to bring up the 49ers is because I think the Belichick, and I have not heard anyone predict this, so we're going to make this an official prediction.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
0: And here's the prediction that the Patriots, like Belichick does oftentimes with running backs, cornerbacks, But now a quarterback, I'm thinking, is it's going to be a week-to-week. And it won't be explicitly stated till as late as possible. Now, I know there's all, oh, the quarterback's getting the snaps. But we see it all the time. Who's going to start? Who's going to start? We don't know. Why would he do this? Because each team is going to, you know, let's just ask ourselves, is the opponent more susceptible to be power run against? Well, Cam, or to be passed against. Now, obviously, Belichick's thinking at four levels deeper than that. But if it was just that simple, if you have two quarterbacks that are a hair's difference between each other, and if they weren't close, why would this decision be taking so long? You might say, well, he's trying to hold back the info. Yeah, but all the conversation on shows like this isn't worth it, you know, to some degree. I think if Belichick knew, we knew Tom Brady was a starter. If Belichick knew, he'd tell us. He might wait a day or two, but I think he's really uncertain. And his language has changed. It went from Cam's are started, you know, we'll do what's best for the Patriots. So if it's that close, then why not say, and it's almost like blackjack. If you have a rich deck, you do a certain thing. If it's a 10 and a six, and if it's not a rich deck, you do something else. If you're playing a team that can't handle the run well, Cam's in. And you know what? Even in those games, maybe it's an 80-20, but the other guy's got a couple of... Scripts, you know, or maybe the game falls behind, they get down by 10, you know, Cam's out. I'm not saying every play at all. I'm saying Belichick's going to want to prepare for that game with a quarterback. But if you've got another quarterback that is not as suited for that game but suited for the next, why not? What's the downside? The only downside would be, oh, psychologically they can't handle it because their ego is going to be listen, Cam's lucky to start any games. So he's going to be okay, and he's gotten high marks for his team play. And obviously, Mac Jones is going to feel like he exceeded expectations if he's starting any games. They both are happy to start. Why not split it up? What do you think, AJ? Then we'll go to Jones.
1: Yeah, it makes sense, unless you go back to how often do we see this happen. How, How often are successful teams running two guys out there sort
0: of back and forth? Well, how often do you have a quarterback decision, which is this tight, and a coach that has a history of platooning players based upon the opponent. We see times that the running back gets 200 yards and doesn't carry the ball the next game. No one else does that. Why wouldn't it apply to quarterback? Yeah. Uh, Jonas, thoughts?
2: I, I, here, what I think is interesting is how do they determine? We've talked about these quarterbacks that are going to start week one bets. First snap. Okay, so first snap is how they determine it. I, I wonder – Because I thought about this with Taysom Hill. Like, Jameis Winston was named the starter but until that game is played that bet is still up in the air correct yes it would not surprise me with Sean Payton and his ego and being as petty as he is from time to time knowing that Taysom Hill's taken on the Packers and that's the team that cut him after they signed him as Mm. an undrafted free agent it would not surprise me if Taysom Hill opened up the game and then he turned it over to Jameis Winston and now Jameis Winston betters have lost money even though he Mm -hmm. played majority (laughs) of the snaps
0: now Fezzik has really been behind the same concept. Here's why I strongly disagree, strongly, because the act of starting a game means a lot in the quarterback's record, and it also would make this more of a conversation. If Taysom Hill was and is Coach Payton's, you know, uh, f- favorite son, whatever you want to, you know, someone that he really has been behind, does he want to really draw attention that he's getting a token first snap? So, you're right. Remember, Mike Ditka in the Super Bowl in 85 actually found out there was a prop on Fridge Perry. It was one of the first props that ever did anything big, and he made sure that Fridge Perry got a touchdown because he was mad at Vegas for the line they set the year before in the 49ers matchup against him. Swear to God, that was something that was discussed with Jim McMahon on a show, that they knew that. and. I think the coaches can be vindictive, but who would he be vindictive against here? I think it would just draw more attention. Closing thought.
2: Yeah, I just I'm looking at these situations and I just wonder if, if they're going to get goofy with it. Like we're going to see Cam and, you know, Mac Jones on the field at the same time to open the game. And, mm. it's, and it's one of them takes the snap. And then yeah. I, I, j- I just wonder how many people are going to get screwed over with some of these bets, because a lot of these situations are the same. To your point, I could see the Niners doing it. I could see the Saints doing it. I could see the Patriots doing it. They, they all have two quarterbacks who do different things that are vying for a starting job. Read the fine print when you bet. Read the, those those bookies
0: are cockroaches. When we come back, we stay in the NFL, the Colts, covid list. Something else is wrong with Carson Wentz.
2: Give me a break. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Out of Vegas!
2: Fox
1: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
2: I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., last week it was the Tennessee Titans who dealt with some COVID issues and multiple players and coaches being out. And now it is the Indianapolis Colts, most notably Carson Wentz, their quarterback, still recovering from that foot surgery. But it is Carson Wentz who is back on the COVID list for Indianapolis.
0: You know, on TV they have chyrons, which are the graphics that have words and such, usually yeah. at the bottom of the screen. I wonder if they just produce a Chiron that says Carson Wentz is out and then they leave it blank. Yeah. <laughs> and then they only got to update the foot, the COVID, the, you know. I don't know, because he seems to be out a lot. And he's, <laughs> he's always hurt. I mean, has there been a time since, his, like, that second year that he hasn't been, I, like, if you would have said, how's Carson Wentz, banged up, even when he's playing. <laughs> I mean, but, okay, let's do a TikTok, as they call it, What happened at different points in these Colts lines? Because it really tells you, Carson Wentz, the batters are getting sick of it too. Okay, so Colts playing Seattle opening game. And before any problem with his foot, blah, 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 the Colts. Now, listen, if you lose a bone, maybe we should be a little nicer. The Colts are favored (laughs) by two and a half. AJ, you were pushing me to be mean. I'm not going to be. Colts, two and a half. Now, boo-hoo, his foot gets hurt. It swings to Colts plus three. So they were favored by two and a half. Now they're plus three. Mathematically, that's a five and a half point move. It's going through pick them. Let's call it five, but it's going to three. So it's probably closer to six. It's right in that five to six range because three is a more important key number. Okay. That is about right. When you have inexperienced backups and a quarterback, let's say Wentz is 12th, 13th, thirteenth, fourteen best. I don't think he is, but that... Adjustment said Wentz is about in that range, a little outside the top 10. A lot of respect, a lot of respect, a lot. Yeah, I agree, maybe too much. Now, the word starts hey, Carson maybe didn't have that injury. Now, I don't know, those were rumors, or who knows what, but he's coming back. Now, he's not Willis Reed, it's all like he's you know, some Herculean effort, but he's coming back. What does the line do? Okay. It's uncertain. So it's probably not going to go all the way back to Colts minus two and a half, but it should be close, right? No. It moves from Colts plus three to only plus one and a half. So it moves, but modestly. So what does that tell us? It tells us there's skepticism that Wentz is going to be back for week one, though it almost seemed like a foregone conclusion and maybe still is. Or was it that, you know, Wentz, we're not so sure about this guy. Now just, you know. Recently, he's he's on the five-day COVID list, Wentz is, but he's not, uh, as far as we know, he doesn't have COVID. So you would think, well, the game's like in 13 days. What's the problem? The line still moves back up to Colts plus 2.5. So Seattle now is laying 2.5 instead of 1.5. Boy, that's almost what it was when we didn't think Wentz was playing. What's going on? I think it's a decrease in... Value for once, which doesn't really have a rational, ra- you know, reason for it, but I agree with it. And number, but I agreed with it before, so it's like what's changed, or it could be the accumulation of practices missed. When you miss with the foot, now you're missing another five days. They 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 just don't think he's going to be ready. And remember that adjustment from one and a half or one and a half to two and a half is not through any key numbers. AJ, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think maybe there is some correction to realize, oh, maybe Carson Wentz isn't as good as the, as the move indicated yeah. wake, originally. Wake up,
0: News flash.
1: <laughs> yeah, Carson Wentz had like a forty-five QBR last year. He's he, this isn't Joe Montana, but I, I wonder what the number would be, RJ, if they just say if they came out today and said Carson Wentz out week one. How much more of an adjustment would there be?
0: I think it could only go to three because when it was presupposed that he was out, the Seattle Seahawks were minus three. Right now they're minus two and a half, so it's gone from Wentz being worth six points to Wentz being worth a half a point, but it's off of key number three, but it's still just a half a point. Jonas, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I just, I I think this is a lot to do with the practice, the lack of practice, the lack of preparation. I think it was a Dak Prescott. We were talking about the same thing or, or there was another quarterback who it was a similar situation kind of up in the air for week one. And I think, I think this is all due to rust them getting back first game back, no reps in the preseason and what that might look like for them uh, going forward.
0: And I saw on the crawl on ESPN this morning that McCarthy's talking about Dak and making sure he's 100%. The fact they're talking about it, ooh, I don't think that's a good thing for if you're a Dak fan. So in general, Carson Wentz, big question mark, but the market's kind of yawning. Dak's a question mark, but the market isn't taking it as seriously. I think it's a mistake.
2: We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Straight out of Vegas! Vegas!